This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, just before we get into the podcast, Barney and I just want to say that we're doing a series of events at Mortimer House in Fitzrovia, which is just off Oxford Street in London. The next event we're holding is on the 28th of September, 2022, and it's going to be a trivia night. Yes, that's right. A movie trivia night where we ask questions based on all the films that we have reviewed so far. We held our first a couple months ago and it was maybe the most fun I've ever had ever. There were cocktails, there were decorations there are framed pictures of lizzie mcguire everywhere it was just such a fun night we had 90s and noughties music playing so if you're free on the 28th of september and fancy coming down head to our instagram at hey now hey now and find the link that has all the details we can't wait to see you Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we'll be discussing Notting Hill. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for apricots in honey. If you're an LA girl, you definitely like apricots in honey. Do you know what I mean? That sounds lovely with a bit of yogurt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now, is it yogurt or is it mayonnaise, like Spike found? <laughs> oh, I just keep eating it then. Like, <laughs> Welsh are crazy. <laughs> Honestly, if I had a roommate like Spike, I would simply leave. I am currently in the process of trying to find a flat on Spare Room and it is so hard. I'll find somewhere and I'll be like, oh, that is so gorgeous. And then it will be like, living landlord, 40 years old. Like, Uh, I don't want to be murdered. Yeah. It's like, oh, he also has a key to your room and he gets to watch you sleep. Yeah, not the vibe. So no houses in Notting Hill have turned up? Well, I did see one in Notting Hill and I was like, oh, this is so nice. And it said £795 for this like studio flat. And I was like, wait, 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 what's this? But it was a week. No! (laughs) (gasps) 2,800 a month. Just literally 
pour orange juice all over me. I'm done. I want to throw orange juice at every estate agent in that area, to be honest. <laughs> that is heinous. Weesh. So Notting Hill. <laughs> Richard Curtis, one of my favourite screenwriters. Mm. You know me. I love a romantic comedy. And he just... He just kills it every time. Yeah, he nails it. He writes human relationships and human friendships so well and so like natural. And observational and just the quality is great. Richard Curtis, if you're listening, I'm I'm gonna batter him up. Do you know what? <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves to be honeyed up, actually. Oh, upgrade. Yeah. Delicious. And this is Hugh Grant in his prime, obviously. Quintessential Hugh Grant. Floppy hair billowy shirt really baggy trousers oh yes everyone calls me floppy like yeah. floppy because of your hair or <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's my hair yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. bag of sand <laughs> <laughs> bag of sand's back yes oh my god that is awful i mean no one wants to be a bag of sand <laughs> But that's how he got his name. Yeah. His name is never mentioned by Anna Scott in the film. At no point does she ever refer to him as William or Will. Well, yeah. well she can't call him Willie because it just gets yeah. her flashbacks of last night. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Uh... We need to move on. <laughs> Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts in this film. Mm. In 1999, Julia Roberts was everywhere. Looking at her outfits, very 2022. The fashion, I'm like, yep, I'd have those sunglasses now. Yep, I'd have that leather jacket now. Yeah. Yep. You're completely right. Very understated. Very Hayley Bieber wishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. We've got Reese Ifans. Is that his name? Reese Ifans? That can't be right. Reese Ifans. Yeah. Reese Ifans is Welsh. He plays Spike, Um, just maybe the worst housemate in the world and also like tells all his friends that anna scott's staying there and then all the paparazzi show up and it's just like a mess it's all his fault hate him but he does look great in a scuba outfit <laughs> but we'll talk about that <laughs> we also have a small cameo from alec baldwin who plays anna's american boyfriend jeff bit of a douchebag wonder how much he got paid for that five second scene oh god easily more than julia did for the whole film probably <laughs> because Men, am I right? <laughs> White men, let's talk about it. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen Notting Hill, mm-hmm. it follows William Thacker, who runs an unsuccessful bookshop. Not just a bookshop, though. Travel bookshop. Yes, it's called the Travel Book Co. Whose idea was it to create a store that only sells travel books? Obviously at the time, though. Do you not remember going on like holiday with your parents and there was no sat nav and you would be at the back with a big old map? Oh my God. Actually having to follow the road. Wild. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it's it. It's not worth the trip. <laughs> yeah, it's very niche. Like, I don't think you'd have that bookstore now. I don't know. It's very cute, but. Yeah, it's like cute to say, oh, I work at a travel bookstore. It's like, okay, well, where's the money? Yeah. And he's like, hmm? money. Yeah. <laughs> and where have you traveled to? Oh, I don't know because I don't have money to travel. Yeah. <laughs> But look at the pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who should walk in but Hollywood A-lister Anna Scott. And she's very cold, isn't she? She doesn't really know how to interact with real people. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously it. when she walks in, there is that bit of a, like, you know, issue with the guy trying to steal a book down his trousers. But Yeah. I mean, you just find it funny, I think. Yeah. But then, you know, as the film goes, they have more interactions, they get together, then they separate. They're playing the long game. This isn't like a whirlwind romance. This is like slow burner. I don't know, doesn't their romance happen in like a week? 
<laughs> and then a few months when they have a break. Yeah. Basically, she says she's going to be in England indefinitely. And he's like, hey, fantastic. <laughs> If I was him, I'd be like, uh, no, we're going to LA. Yeah, like literally <laughs> set me up in Beverly Hills. Dreadful. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very cute film. Very quotable, classic. And I feel it really put Notting Hill on the map for anyone outside of London who probably think, oh, it's such a cute, cosy neighbourhood. One of the facts that I do really like is that the house with the blue door that William lives in is actually where Richard Curtis used to live. <gasps> oh, that's cute. It's very cute. Yeah. Shortly after Adele got really famous, she bought the flat above the bookstore as like a, look, I've got money now. I'm going to buy the flat. And then, but she only lived there for a few months and then she sold it again. Oh gosh. Moved back in with her mum. It's that expensive. Adele had to move. Yes. Oh my gosh. Even she can't hack it. Adele. (laughs) Just get more successful. And then one day you'll be able to make it. So first up, we've got... Uh, uh, uh. When we're doing this category, you need to talk a little bit more posh like you are. <laughs> like you're from Notting Hill. William Thacker. Yes. Oh, excuse me. So first stop on this most gracious podcast is <laughs> Best Supporting Character. And I suppose we ought to start with uh, Spike, the lovable but um, atrocious uh uh, housemate. Yes, uh, has quite the collection of t-shirts. I mean, he's just, uh, he's funny to watch, but I just know being in that environment, he would drive me up the wall. Doesn't do his washing, leaves his bike in the hallway. And like, you know when you look at someone's hair and you're like, you don't have nutrition? That's <laughs> bike. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. You need more broccoli in your life. Or apricots. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. He's just been filling up on mayonnaise. But he gets together with Honey at the end. Yeah. And they actually seem kind of perfect for each other. Yeah, I think so. They're brilliant. And I love that moment where um, Honey's like, William just turned down Anna Scott. You daft prick. (laughs) (laughs) And Honey's great too. I think we should give her a shout out. Oh my God. She'll just like follow you everywhere, maybe into the bathroom. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Are you just like, honey, honey? Can you you get out? Uh Uh (laughs) Oh, we're singing now. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck out. We are not BFFs. Little bit goofy, a bit erratic, works in a record store, uh, doesn't really get that paid much. Her eyes are a little bit wonky. And, um, (laughs) you know, she's just a little bit crazy. (laughs) She earns £20 a week at that record store. And I looked it up, you know, what's £20 in 1999 today? £38.50. It's oh, not much better. It's not good. You're not affording anything with that. And Taylor Swift vinyl is 50. Yeah. So. How dare her family buy her that hat for her birthday? <laughs> give Just give her cash. Yeah. We could give her best supporting character. But we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I really like Martin, who is um, William's bookshop colleague. Yes. Oh, you know, he's he's just so nice. He's a little bit crazy as well, actually. But he um he once saw Ringo Starr on Kensington High Street. <laughs> That's quite a claim. Yes. Who's the best celeb you've seen on a high street? I saw Catherine Tate on Kensington High Street. Did you? I'm not even joking. I passed her and something in me was just like, turn around and talk to her. And I literally, I was like, excuse me, um... Catherine, I'm so sorry. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, oh, I love 
after you Doctor Who. Oh no, you're the honey. I'm the honey. No, she was very nice. Oh, I saw Rod Stewart once, and then I also saw Richard Maidley, but without Judy. Oh, travel in paradise. <laughs> he was <laughs> exclusive. Oh my god, husband seen without wife. No, he was sitting outside Pizza Express <laughs> on his own. <laughs> Quite sad. Literally table for one. Like table for one. Literally sloppy Giuseppe for one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I quite like when William's pretending to be from Horse and Hound magazine and he has to then go into all the other interviews with like people from the film he doesn't want to talk to. Did you recognise the young 12 year old actress? Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Yes. What? She was 12 years old. Her first role, I think. And I do actually really love that line. Any favourites among the 22? Working with Leonardo. Da Vinci? DiCaprio? Of course. And is is he your favourite Italian director? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Leo would have loved that, hanging around with the 12-year-old. Hmm. He loves a younger girl, but he's also like trying to save the planet. So, you know. Fine. If he's worried about global warming, he just needs to stop being so hot. <laughs> You know what I mean? Stop going to Antarctica. You're making it worse. (laughs) Get off this boat. You are melting that iceberg with your face. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Best supporting character. I feel like we have to award it to the Japanese businessman in the reception of the Ritz. No lines. He's on screen for like 10 seconds. He overhears William talking to the receptionist, trying to find out where Anna's gone. Mm. And when the receptionist finally tells him, William kisses the receptionist on the forehead, as does William's friend, Mac. Mm -hmm. And then the Japanese businessman who's been stood there the whole time just assumes this is customary and also leans over the desk to kiss the receptionist on the head so cute he's so cute and why is it always the characters who don't have any lines are just the standouts yeah the scene stealers they steal our heart and for that he is awarded best supporting character Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, now we're going on to most iconic outfit. Now, I've got to laugh because I've sneaky looked at some of Barney's notes. <laughs> and what have you put? <laughs> okay, so... Basically, quite early on in the film, Spike comes down wearing this like black and red scuba suit that he found from like William's wardrobe because Spike's ran out of clothes. It was giving Fight for the Slove music video. <laughs> and this film came out before that song did, didn't it? Oh my God. Cheryl watched this and she was like, I want that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the inspo's just got to come from other art. You know what I mean? <laughs> art. Spike has actually got some other really hilarious outfits too. Mm. Not only his grey boxers, which he flexes in the mirror after being papped by the paparazzi, which is very funny. Wait, but they weren't even boxers. They were briefs. Okay. Like, why friends? He comes down at the beginning and he's going on a date. So he's showing William, these are my t-shirts. And the first one he's got says, I love blood, on it, <laughs> which is a bit like... Is she from Transylvania? Like, is she going to like that? So William's like, that's a hard no. Yeah. Go and try on something else. So he goes up and then he comes back down with another t-shirt on that says, get it here, with an arrow pointing down. Yeah, it is. To uh, wiener. Um, and that's obviously a hard pass as well. And then he goes up again and he comes back down with a t-shirt that says, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And then William's like, oh, actually, yeah, that's rather nice. And then when he turns up to walk back up the stairs again, at the back of his t-shirt, it says, fancy a fuck. (laughs) I mean, he must be designing these himself, right? No reputable place would be selling these. He's going to Camden Market, isn't he? Yeah. Oh God, I once bought a t-shirt from Camden Market that said, sorry girls, I'm gay. And I wore it to my school mufti day. (laughs) Did any girls cry? Um, Weirdly, no. You know who just did 90s outfits so well? Is it Anna? It is Anna. (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) Because every outfit she wears slays, Mm -hmm. as my Gen Z colleague would say. (laughs) Yeah, that first outfit that we see her in, the Blackberry kind of cat eye sunglasses. Yeah. White top, black and white vans, and like a black leather jacket. It was just, ugh. And other stories in Stockholm. They're in their little Stockholm office, and they're like, oh, yeah, I think we should look at Notting Hill and... (laughs) She does have some misses, though, uh, Anna. During the press junket, she's wearing a lavender shirt and a chunky tie. Oh. What's going on? Yeah, no place for chunky ties here. No. Like, you just don't want to look like you're a boy in year eight. With the mum who's like, oh, don't worry, you'll grow into it. You never do! (laughs) Take it from me! You never do. Now, William, he's no Jude Law in The Holiday. Oh. I mean, actually, I do fancy William in this film. Really? Yeah, he's just, I don't know, he's just nice. Yeah, he's got something um, about him. But I do love it when he's wearing his glasses. Mm-hmm. They're giving me, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. <laughs> You're right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. No, it, honestly, it, it does add another element, doesn't it? Yeah. 
It really does. His classic look is the like Oxford shirt. Very preppy British boy. Yes. Right. Look, we need to get out of this category. <laughs> so I think that since you're talking so much about William's glasses, yeah. a natural choice should be awarded. And you know what I'm going to say? It's William's prescription scuba goggles. Yes. <laughs> definitely that's the scene when he can't find his glasses he's going to the cinema with anna and there's that really funny shot where it kind of pans across all the seats and he's watching the film wearing these massive scuba goggles and anna's just laughing yeah she loves it and may i say that is british humor at its finest i think (laughs) is that particular scene i just want to know that when he's like scoffing his mouth with popcorn Mm. how is he breathing because the goggles have like the nose bit covered so he's just like (laughs) what he should have done is worn the attachment and then just popped one in the (gasps) other one (laughs) genius Oh, sorry, we need to get into the castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a lovely rendition. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should leave it for the professionals. Shania Twain? No, me. Oh. In the way you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with Shania Twain, because she had a remix of her song, You've Got Away, in the end of Notting Hill. And I'm sorry, no 90s film is complete without Shania Twain featuring. Shania Twain is iconic. I'm just sad, like, this day and age, we don't see her enough. Mm. Like, why isn't she just there? Well, she did join Harry Styles on stage at Coachella this year. She's doing fine now. Oh, she's doing more than fine. Yeah. That do impress me much. Yeah. Ronan Keating's Nothing At All is in this film. It plays twice. I know, so good they played it twice. Or... (laughs) budget so low they had to play it twice <laughs> take your pick richard curtis is fine that secret is safe with um I, I love the bit in nothing at all when it's like <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like a whale lost at sea it's amazing oh my god do you know what i mean you're really selling it but great song. And it plays when they're in the garden scene in uh, Notting Hill, which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. William has whoopsie-daisied um, himself on the gate <laughs> and then tries to obviously climb over and, and fail. So yeah. Anna has to show him how it's done. Yeah, They go in there and he's like, oh gosh, all of that effort. What, you know, what was that for? And then obviously they kiss. It is so cute. Aww. And then Ronan Keating pops up from behind the tree. Yes. Room for a little Why is it Shrek? <laughs> oh my God. At the beginning of the film, we're treated with She by Elvis Costello. And you're just served with like loads of pictures and videos of Anna Scott at premieres and on magazine covers. And, you know, we really get the kind of exposition like, okay, we get it. She's famous, Mm. but they don't need to explain it in the film later on. So it serves a purpose. Yeah, it's a really nice song to start the film with. So nice. She (laughs) makes me sleepy. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's move on then. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should award best musical moment to maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And it's kind of a montage that shows William kind of just alone and by himself 
for the duration of a year, but they do it in this really clever shot where he's walking down Notting Hill High Street and the seasons change, you know, every few seconds. And it's set to Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Oh, Bill Withers. It's such a good song. Although whenever I hear it, I get a little bit creeped out because my mum told me that's the song she wants at her funeral. Oh. (laughs) I mean, as far as I know, my mum's not dying yet. But, you know, it's in the back of my head. I've got my funeral song sorted already. Which one? It's Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Because they play that in Stepmom, which is my favourite film of all time. And we will review it on the pod one day. Oh, I don't know what my funeral song is. There's a really nice (gasps) one by Georgia Smith, but it's just too sad. I've got one. If you're open to suggestions for you. Okay. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch on witch, the wicked witch. And flying monkeys will come in with my coffin. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll have little red shoes pointing out at the end. Yeah. (laughs) All right. No offense. (laughs) As I go into the cremation bed. (laughs) Oh. All right, so now we're going to go on to best quote. So um, we just need to get into our really posh voice. <laughs> oh, all this hair's just in my face. Oh, whoa, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah, private school. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the bit that I really enjoy is obviously when he wants to go and meet Anna. He goes to the Ritz to meet her. Doesn't realise he's being pulled, obviously, into like the interview for Helix, the new film mm-hmm. that's come out. Yeah. So he pretends he's from Horse and Hound. <laughs> Brilliant. And the whole sequence is so funny, but there's that one specific bit where it's like, I enjoyed the movie very much. I was just wondering, did you ever consider having any more horses in it? Well, have liked to, but it was difficult, obviously, being set in space. <laughs> <laughs> that agent is just like oh. yeah who booked this guy <laughs> and then the scene continues a bit later on William's asking about Anna's new film project and he goes any horses in that one or hounds for that matter our readers are intrigued by both species and Anna's like it takes place on a submarine <laughs> like completely deadpan so good I really want to find out how many people actually read Horse and Hound magazine mm, I me, know let me find out Google in the background it's the oldest equestrian weekly magazine of the United Kingdom first published in 1884 editor-in-chief Sarah Jenkins right let me find out how many people oh my god Emily's face just dropped what okay well Google is telling me that 122,000 people read Horse and Hound <laughs> What's the, new about horses? This is the best hay. Like, it's <laughs> a lot. That is a lot of people and a lot of horses. There's another really great bit where Anna and William are talking about acting, and Anna's like, I could have a stunt bottom, yes. Are people tempted to go for better bottoms than their own? Well, yeah, I would. This is important stuff. Hell of a thing to put on your passport. Occupation Mel Gibson's bottom. Actually, Mel does his own ass work. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> who would you want to be your stump bottom oh my god um it's obviously gonna be jonathan bailey from bridgerton <gasps> oh my god jonathan bailey yeah <laughs> who would yours be i don't know me um 
on to the next quote. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of bums, this might take us on to our next quote. Just after William has spilled orange juice all over Anna. Mm. And she's like, ah, she's like really, really annoyed. It's like, excuse me, lady, you had a part in this too. But okay, whatever. He's like, I live just over the street. I have water and soap. You can get cleaned up. Thank you. I just need to get my car back. I also have a phone. I'm confident that in five minutes we can have you spick and span and back on the street again. In the non-prostitute sense, obviously. (laughs) So good. You know, instead of orange juice spilt on him, they'd actually use Coca-Cola. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Just because it's more sort of like... It shows up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. Oh, I bet that's sticky. Yeah. William just falls himself into these situations. And there's that moment he's having a heart to heart with Spike. He just wants to obviously get all of this stuff off his mind sort of thing. And Spike has his quote and he's like, I knew a girl at school called Pandora. Never got to see her box though. (laughs) (laughs) We can't not talk about one of the last quotes from the entire film. I live in Notting Hill. You live in Beverly Hills. Everyone in the world knows who you are. My mother has trouble remembering my name. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a boy, asking him to love her. Very, very cute. That is such a classic quote. Yeah, that makes you want to play the violins. And speaking of, there is that amazing quote where the guys are, they're sitting in the kitchen and then Anna notices a poster of a painting that William has on the wall. I can't believe you have that picture on your wall. You like Chagall? I do. It feels like how being in love should be. Floating through a dark blue sky with a goat playing the violin. Yes. Happiness isn't happiness without a violin playing goat. (laughs) It's what we always say. I've always said that. That is so true. (laughs) I love in the last scene when you see their wedding day, Mm. the camera tracks past their wedding cake. If you pause it, you can actually see a goat playing a violin on their wedding cake as like a little decoration. Cute. I love that. That's such a good detail that they didn't need to put in. I'm telling you, Richard Curtis, he just, he is the goat. Am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 See um, Meryl. <laughs> yeah. There's such a funny moment is when obviously Bella, Max, Honey, Bernie and William are in the car and they're trying to get to the Ritz. Obviously, yes. he's, they've just been like, you're an absolute prick. You should have said that you want to be with her. So they all get in the car and try and drive. Um, but they're all giving Max, bless his heart, like crazy directions. <laughs> the days before that now. So some are saying, go down Kensington Church Street, then Knightsbridge, then Hyde Park Corner. And then they're like, no, that's crazy. Go along Bayswater and then go through like Park Lane or something. And um, Max says, stop right there. I will decide the route, all right? Sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. James Bond never had to put up with this sort of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Oh my God. Backseat drivers. Yeah, am I right? Yeah. Here's another short, short and sweet one from Honey. She's walking into William's bookstore. Hi, Marty. Oh, sexy Cardi. Sexy Cardi are two words that can never go together. No. There's actually a really good bit when William and Anna are in, in the restaurant. You know, she overhears those like bankers with a W um, talk about her being like a prostitute or, you know, she could get it sort of thing. Yeah. And she walks up to them and is like, I'm sure you didn't mean any harm. I'm sure it was just friendly banter. I'm sure you guys have dicks the size of peanuts. Enjoy your dinner. The tune is really good. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Boom, mic drop. Could you imagine being at that table being like, what the hell just happened? 
awful. You don't know who's listening. Mm -hmm. You cannot talk about someone at a restaurant like that, especially not in London, because they could turn around and be like, that's my son. Yeah. So bad. Nowadays, you can just tweet from your mum's basement with no profile picture and get away with it. It was a lot harder back in the day. Yeah. Well, on the subject of food, we should talk about when William is being set up on that other date with that girl, Kiza. Yeah, it's not the one who's like, oh, we should get sloshed, Willie, which is really funny. <laughs> sloshed is sloshed. a great word. <laughs> no, it's not her. It's the one that says that she's a fruitarian. Oh, and William's like, and um, what exactly is a fruitarian? We believe that fruits and vegetables have feelings, so we think cooking is cruel. We only eat things that have already fallen off a tree or bush that are, in fact, dead already. Oh, right. Interesting stuff. So, these carrots have been murdered, yes. Murdered? <laughs> Poor carrots. How beastly. Yeezer <laughs> did not get a second date. No. She did not get to see that bag of sand. No. for the best wilted carrot <laughs> that's why she said it she was like yeah i did not want any wilted spinach like- <laughs> <laughs> right okay let's <laughs> award <laughs> we need to award best quotes this is my favorite quote in the film it's when william is next to that writer from time out magazine and uh, he's got that bokeh of flowers and mm. William obviously had pretended that these flowers he's giving to Anna are actually for his grandma who's at the hospital but he doesn't want to say which hospital because <laughs> it just hurts it too just much hurts too much but also you couldn't think of what hospital yeah and um when he leaves the interview the writer is there and he says to William oh I see she took your grandmother's flowers yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor granny. She never got her flowers. But she did get pneumonia. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going on to Can We Discuss? And there's a moment in the film where the guys are at Honey's birthday and they've had brownies for dessert and there's a brownie on offer for the person with the most pathetic story. Barney and I have got a plate of brownies here. There's one brownie left. And I thought whoever has the most pathetic story could have the last brownie, just like they do in the film. Oh my God. There was the time that my old manager and I had an external meeting, which we were early to. So we went to a coffee shop across the road. And you know, it's always like awkward spending extended periods of time with someone that you don't have that kind of rapport with so you know conversation was a bit stilted anyway so we ordered coffee i think i asked for like a cappuccino or something and we're standing and almost immediately the barista was like cappuccino i was like oh my god that was so quick you know she she put it on the table and i picked it up and i was like god this place is so fancy like they give it to you in this like like really cute short glass with like a cork middle bit that to you know to hold so your hands don't get hot i was like so flashy and this guy this randomer behind me was like oh um sorry that's mine and i realized that it's like one of those reusable glass cups that you know and i was like oh god of course it is and i was screaming inside but obviously had to just like laugh it off it was pathetic forgive me if i've already said this story on the pod before but there was one time in like the midst of winter where I put on my coat and my boots and a scarf and gloves to go into the garden to help an injured robin. But then I found out it was a leaf. <laughs> 
And that was the moment I found out I needed glasses. Oh my god, I love that story. I think that is pathetic. It and is I think that pathetic. is brownie deserving. Why don't we do a parent trap and split it right down the middle? Okay, right down the middle. There's a scene when William and Anna have spent the night mm. and they're having a really lovely morning. And William hears a knock on the door, so he goes out and he is confronted with a sea of paparazzi who are just like shouting and taking his picture. He takes so long to shut the door. He's just standing there for like 10 seconds. And then Anna's like, oh, what is it? And he doesn't stop her from opening the door. I'm like, oh my God, you idiot. He just stood there silent. It was so weird. She should have seen all the signs, but she knows he's an idiot though. She should have seen the signs as soon as he opened that fridge. And, right? And to be honest, wouldn't she have heard all the shouting and seen all the flashes anyway? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like, let me tell you, an old townhouse like that, the windows are not going to be thick. No. You're going to hear 250 paparazzi outside your house. Yes. Also, I looked up the value of that house. I think in 1999, it was like 1.3 million. And they said that in the film that William and his wife bought it. Oh. And then now it's probably worth like four million easily. Oh my gosh, probably like nine. I mean, I get that you're living in Notting Hill on that street, but is it worth it? No, I hate markets. (laughs) I like actually hate markets. It's tat, like it's ugly. Yeah. Like, oh great, this top that will fall apart when I put it in the wash. Perfect. Yeah, lots of people like antiques as well. Yeah. Just does not sit with the Scandinavian in me. No, here's an idea. Buy something new, (laughs) oldie. (laughs) Where are you putting that stained glass window, honestly? Truly! (laughs) Lastly, we're on to trivia. This is where we see who's been paying attention. And I mean, I'm sorry, it was a long film, so forgive me if I don't get many of these right. (laughs) You didn't fall asleep though halfway, did you? No, no, no. I mean, in that song, she... That's the first song of the film. No, but it's, <laughs> it sets you up for a sleepy ride. Here's my first question to you. Mm. Can you tell me what drink does William ask his colleague Martin to get him? A cappuccino. Yes! That's very good news. You and Martin would be such good pals because Barney loves a cappuccino. And I used to wear cardigans. <laughs> when William bumps into Anna on the street and is like, you can come to my house... How many yards is it to the front door? I want to say, like, I'm probably wrong, 30? <laughs> 18. Oh. God, Sorry. that's so specific. Yeah. Okay. Can you remember what Jeff orders from room service when he thinks that William works at the Ritz? He asks for some, like, really cold water. That's very good news. Yes! <laughs> very cold, still water. Uh, if I was the concierge, I'd be like... Oh, don't worry, darling. We've got this amazing bougie water called tap. <laughs> it's lukewarm. Much better for your stomach. Um, when Anna leaves William's house for the first time, he says something to her which really embarrasses himself. What does he say? Oh, no. Sorry for the nice to meet you or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was surreal, but nice to meet you. Oh, that was it. I knew the sounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's my next question for you. Can you tell me what Anna's original codename was at the Ritz? She says Flintstone. Yes! That's very good news. Mrs. Flintstone. Nice. Okay, my next question to you is, in the garden, 
William and Anna sit on a bench. Yes. And it's for June, who loved this garden. Who was the bench from? Oh, no. Her husband Mm. called Gary. (laughs) Gary, who loved June or something. (laughs) No. (laughs) From Joseph, who always sat beside her. Oh, yes. So cute. And it's really nice because in the last scene you see William and Anna on that same bench. And Anna's pregnant in that shot. I didn't notice, but I, I read up on it after. Oh. Yeah, she's got a little bump. That's cute. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. How did that happen when he couldn't get his bag of sand <laughs> <laughs> What was the one that she said before Mrs. Flintstone? Oh, Bamboo. That's very good news. Yes! No! <laughs> Mrs. Bambi. Wow. Oh, I'm not over Bambi. That was the first VHS I ever got. Was it? Yeah, I'm sad. Aww. It had a really cute bunny rabbit in it. Thumper or something? Yeah. yeah. Thumper and the skunk was really cute. Yeah. Was the skunk a girl? Yeah. Flower. <laughs> was that her name? Yeah, she's really cute. Or something. Yeah. Or flower or flower? Oh, yeah, whatever. Sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> she's a skunk in the street. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> what? That smell? <laughs> Honey in this film is wearing that hat. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one she got for her birthday. <laughs> well, speaking of her birthday, yeah. what does Max cook for dinner at Honey's dinner party? Guinea fowl. Yes. That's very good news. Which honestly sounds foul. It looked foul. It was so burnt. And also Anna's a vegetarian, so... Well, that didn't help. No, zero yeah. points. Um, How much did Anna earn on her last film? $15 million. That's very good news. Oh my god. There's a rumour going around that that is actually what she was paid for Notting Hill, which if true, amazing. How much are you getting taxed on that? 15 million. Oh my god. Stressy. Like half, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. So really you're only taking in, uh, you're only taking in like (laughs) 7 million dollars or something. Yeah. I can really do with that. Yeah. Okay, my last question to you. Do you remember how old Anna is? During this film. 25? What was it? 29. Oh, my age. And she's like, yeah, I just earned $15 million. See, this is the problem <laughs> when you're going to turn 30 and there's people out there earning that money and you just go, should I, have, should I be there? Yeah. No, 20s is for making bad choices. Yes, 30s for marrying rich millionaires. <laughs> yes. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good choices. Yeah. Um, okay, my final question to you. When Anna first meets William in the travel book go shop, she's looking at a book about turkeys. William tells her that really she should get the book by a guy called John Freely. Do you remember the book's title? No. Oh god. <laughs> How much is this fez? <laughs> No, close, close. I love feathers, by the way. No, the book is called Istanbul, the Imperial City. It's like beautiful, my housemate's been. But she said that there was like a tree with goats in it. Oh my God, I've seen this tree on Instagram. There's like 250 goats standing in the tree. Yes. How and why? I I honestly don't know. Ladders. (laughs) Those crazy kids. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I don't know, Turkish baths, I think, worry me. I think that it's not like a relaxing spa experience thing. They like hit you with sticks and stuff and like spray you with cold water. Unless like I've just been to the wrong thing. 
torture chamber. Oh, that's it. Oh, I got that confused with Turkish spa. Well, I think we should go to a spa in Notting Hill. Great. The orange juice is on me. Literally. Whoa. <laughs> it's sticky. Hey, if it's Tropicana, no complaint. Yeah, right. This has been a wild one, but I'm so glad that we finally got to review Notting Hill. So thank you for recommending it. I just love a floppy head Hugh Grant, basically. Yeah, the only Hugh Grant that there ever should be. Mm-hmm. Apart from when he was in Paddington 2. Roll of a lifetime, I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now remember we're doing a trivia night at the very fancy London location of Fitzrovia. A little bit more fancy than Notting Hill, maybe. Yeah, for sure. We're doing an event at Mortimer House, which um, is a gorgeous members club. And we're going to be doing a parent trap themed quiz. The event will be parent trap themed, but the questions will range a lot more. I can't think <laughs> of 80 <laughs> questions about the parent trap. <laughs> How many eyelashes does Annie have? (laughs) Trick question, she doesn't have eyes. (laughs) Okay, fine. It will be parent trap themed. We'll put salt in the sugar shakers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, If you haven't already got your tickets, our Instagram account, there's a link in the bio that will direct you there. And we'll see you at the end of September. Can't wait. Right. So I think we need some like romantic music to get us out of this podcast episode. Yeah, you're right. Where's Ronan Keating when you need him? He is stuck in a whale. (laughs) Someone call someone. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.